What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, Soul and Body Coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> Welcome, hello, and oh my goodness, happy Wednesday, wherever you are in the world, whatever day you're happening upon this conversation. It's Wednesday when we're recording it live here on Inspired Choices Network. This is Aligning Divine, and I am Keisha Clark, your host for this next roughly 55 minutes or so. And I thank you for choosing to come play, however and whenever and wherever you're choosing to come play. Um, we are actually on quite a few different platforms these days, so whatever window or door you find, whatever virtual window or door you find to come play with us through, um, thank you. We're grateful. And um how much more fun can we have? And who you're hearing is one of my uh favorite uh, beings to co-create with. This is Lillaroo. She is, uh, who I normally refer to as my co-host on the show, even though she doesn't. Maybe we should give you credits, Lily. Yeah, she's, um, <laughs> as my co-host, she's usually got something to say, uh, on each episode. So, um, she's one of my amazing, incredible, potent co-creators who's happening to show up in a little bitty kitty body this time around. So, how does it get awesomer? <laughs> So today we're going to play with some interesting energies and the words we're going to be using might actually um, tweak some of the the threads, the beliefs, the, the definitions that are important to some of you. And if you happen to have a real significance around importance of passion and purpose, um, this might just actually be a good conversation for you. And as I say that, I get a beautiful crash of thunder in the background. We have this delicious storm happening as we are doing the live show. So um, I'm just welcoming that energy in. How much um, contribution are we willing to receive from nature and the earth? And last week we were actually talking about the body divine. Um <laughs> So it is a lot of fun to play with the different energies of the planet, the different energies of the universe um, as we are going along on these adventures of Aligning Divine, where we are playing with all things having to do with having the joy of lining up with our essence and living it every day. Yeah. So if you want to come play with us live and you haven't done that yet, uh, all you got to do is land on the website, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com, and look at the blue bar near the top of your screen. You'll find the word chat room as one of your options. If you click on that, you can just enter your name or whichever name you're feeling the energy of today, and you can come on in and play with us during the live show. You don't have to come live on the air with your voice out loud and all of that. You can actually just enter your questions in the chat room. And if you want to play with us, but you're not able to play live because of whatever reason, um, we know, you know, you have a life and you might have uh, a normal kind of everyday work day. And so if you ever want to bring questions about any of the topics, you are welcome to email me, Keisha at KeishaClark.live. And we can bring that into the conversation on the show. It doesn't mean that you have to be here for the actual conversation, although we love it when you can. And we appreciate 
whatever way, um, we can make that connection. And I'm happy to bring topics and questions and exploration onto the show uh, to support you in whatever way we can. This show and I and Lily and our production team, we have our beautiful producer, Melissa, who is also a host here on the network. Um, I have the great pleasure of getting to be a producer as well as a host here on this platform, and um, I can tell you with absolute enthusiasm, <laughs> we have the a most amazing team of hosts here on the Inspired Choices Network. We also have over 4,000 archives in our library online, and we cover all kinds of topics. So, if this kind of conversation doesn't really blow your hair back, then uh, check out the archives and see what topic waves at you. It is all about bringing conscious voices to the world and sharing new insights, different insights for new possibilities for each of us. So um, if you want to play with some of that, come and get you some. <laughs> all right, so today we are playing with the topic Passion Traps and Purpose Pitfalls. Hmm, yeah. I know, those words, gosh, just when I just even read them, there's like, woo, all this interesting, wiggly energy that comes up for me. Um, and I wonder, what is what does that do for you? If anything, it, it may be flatline. It may have, like, no charge whatsoever. You might totally be neutral with this. And um, wherever we are landing on the spectrum, um, it is it is what we're playing with today. So <laughs> finding your passion and living your purpose, or finding your purpose and living your passion, they're all popular methods for creating our living. So have you been looking for yours, your passion and your purpose, or trying to live yours? And if you have found them, are you getting to have fun with them? Uh, if you've been trying to create through the passion and purpose method and not having the success it is supposed to bring you, maybe it's time to have another look or perhaps take a different look at what is really going on for you. Passion and purpose may sound really great, and they do. They're fabulous onomatopoeia words, for those of you who remember that. <laughs> but what if there are actually hidden obstacles keeping you in hamster wheel H-E double hockey sticks when it comes to passion and purpose? So that's what we're going to play with, explore, uh, take it apart, reconfigure it, and all of that is how to get out of the passion traps and the purpose pitfalls and into our joyful creation of living. Can you stand it? <laughs> All right, I know you were down for this. So come on along and let's play. So let's first look at the energies of this word. You might have already known I was going to go there, because that's kind of what I do on the show, in part. We look at the energies, because we are talking about lining up with our soul essence, and the essence of us is an energy. It is a vibration. It is a frequency. Um, it's not static. It doesn't stay the same all the time, as does no other energy that I can even imagine. All energies have movement, have life to them, have activity. They are organically active, and they are active at different rates and different paces, so that's where we get the different frequency from. However, everything has um, energy. Everything is energy and has an activity to it. Even at the bottom of the Dead Sea, there is activity. So <laughs> even in a place that feels or looks like a void, um, or a vacuum, it doesn't stay still very long, does it? What do you know about this? 
All right, so let's look at passion for our first uh, energy to play with today. So, of course, I'm going to one of my favorite reference materials and resources. That is the Online Etymology Dictionary. So I popped over and I, of course, looked at the word passion. Now, I've I've done this before, so um, I I have an awareness of what goes on for me when I hear the word passion. And passion has always been one of those weird words that um, I hear the word and I'm like, I don't know that that's quite presenting the energy that you really want that to be presenting. And so when I hear which this happens often, <laughs> when I hear people talk about passion with regard to their life, like what do they have a passion for, I'm aware that they're meaning or they're intending to say, like, what really lights them up? What do they get excited about? And, and what is exciting for them? I'm very aware that that's what they're trying to convey. However, for a lot of people, when they say the word passion or when they're saying something like, you know, this is my passion, um, I'm not perceiving that it comes across as this joyful thing. They might be having total joy or lots of joy doing what it is they're doing that they're calling their passion, and yet when they say that word, there's this weird little sideways kind of blip that I perceive in the atmosphere or in the energy of the conversation. So it's no um, big surprise to me that when I go to look at <laughs> the etymology of the word, um, which according to the online etymology dictionary, um, the noun, passion, the word as a noun, uh, showed up or started to show up around the late 12th century. And it actually had to do with referencing the sufferings of Christ on the cross. Christ's passion, physical suffering, from the old French passion, um, and from late Latin, uh, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce at this moment, suffering. Again, the word suffering. Enduring. Did you get that? Enduring. Mm-hmm. So from the past participle of stem of the Latin pati, or patai, uh, is to endure, undergo, experience, um, so there's a sense uh, extended to the sufferings of martyrs and suffering in general. <laughs> By the early 13th century, it was also referring to strong emotion or desire. So, again, lots of, of this interesting theme here with suffering and passion, uh, suffering and endurance. Now, in the, um, around the 1580s, it also began to have a connection or a, um, a reference to sexual love, um, like a strong liking, enthusiasm, predilection. That's a fun word. <laughs> That's from the 1600s. Um, so when we're talking about passion, what is bubbling up for you so far when we're using the word passion? Yeah. So if you're explaining something to someone about something that you are super excited about that makes you so happy, it's like, you know, this something that you would do in any spare moment of your time because it's so joyful for you, what happens when we use the word passion? If you call it your passion, do you perceive that 
that little <laughs> it's that it's like that little against the grain. Now that's something I perceive. I don't expect you to have the same perception. So if that occurs for you, would you just be willing to notice it and acknowledge it? And if that doesn't occur to you or for you, then that's cool. Because here, as I, and this is something I actually meant to say earlier and I didn't say it, if passion and purpose really work for you, that's flipping awesome. Keep using it, okay? This conversation and the way that I just want to kind of play with this today is to bring um, our awareness forward with all of this, um, for for those of you who, you know, if you are, like, trying to do this passion and purpose model of creation, and you're just not having that fun, um, I've tried that. I've, I tried to buy the passion and purpose method <laughs> methodology, and it really doesn't work for me. So I have this sense that I'm not the only one on this great, big, beautiful planet that has experienced it that way. So that's part of what um, was the invitation for me to play with that on the show today. Okay? So when you're playing with passion, the word, when you're playing with using the word, does it organically come from you or did you buy the word as the appropriate word to use when you talk about what you love to do? Wow! <laughs> And if you bought it as the appropriate word was supposed to signify your joy in doing something or your joy in creating something or your joy at all, let's look at this. We've got something that's referring to suffering and endurance. Where is joy in there? Do you have joy in suffering? <laughs> Do you have joy in enduring something? <laughs> I can't say that any particular experience comes to mind for me that I found joy in the suffering or that I found joy in the enduring of something. <laughs> um, I I have at times in my life definitely utilized suffering and endurance as a fabulous distraction. And I've used it as a way to keep myself from something that makes me joyful. Because, you know, I had nothing better to do at the time, of course. <laughs> I say that sarcastically. Um, but I cannot, I cannot, nothing comes to my awareness in my entire life so far that has any kind of connection with, with joy that was involving a time that I was suffering through something or enduring something. So, so that's one of these interesting conflictual dynamics that's sort of built into the use of the word passion for me. It's something I notice. If you're talking about your joy and you're using the word passion, what are you really energetically imprinting onto your experience and into your experience? Yeah? Are you kind of letting that percolate just a little bit? <laughs> Yeah. And when we talk specifically about the suffering of Christ on the cross, uh, how many of us perceive the charge, like a gabillion BTUs, <laughs> that's a unit of measurement for for heat, for pa power, capacity, I believe. I'm not using that right word there, but 
I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. It's a, it's, it's a massive charge when we talk about the passion of the Christ. Makes for great story, makes for fabulous drama, has been a very popular story in our collective history and creation of our lives. And is that something that would be joyful for you? Yeah? No? Maybe? Haven't really thought about it? <laughs> or are you clear this that wouldn't that's not how you want to be creating your life and living is through suffering through any type of time spent on a cross of any kind yeah <laughs> thank you melissa helps me out i love this british thermal units is the btu reference i was making earlier so it's a charge that we have we we sense it oftentimes we sense it and maybe you don't do this, but maybe you might. Are you sensing the charge that is kind of around that word or having to do with that word passion when people are using it, depending on how they're using it? Some people are actually using it to, to describe suffering or enduring or longing or aggressiveness, strong emotion. Some people are using it that way. Uh, I hear it a lot in reference to people talking about Italians. <laughs> Italians are very passionate. <laughs> Um, and they are using it as a very strong emotional way. And still, even when we use it in that sense, is there joy in there? Or is there more of an energy that has to do with something that puts you off just a bit? Like, oh. I mean, do you walk right up and get next to a very emotionally strong, emotionally loud, emotionally intense person? Or do you notice and sort of put a little bit of space in between you and that person? Ordinarily, I think most of us probably opt for the space, <laughs> mainly because we don't we don't want to be hit <laughs> if we get too close, and that could be energetically or physically, right? So, what are you aware of with passion, with the energy of passion, and are you using passion to describe your love affair? Holy moly! Or the love affair that you're looking for or desiring? Are you asking for a passionate love? That's like a loaded term, folks. Are you seeing that? And we wonder why argument is a really popular form of bonding. <laughs> Might be popular, but is it really productive? What does it create? What is it creating? If you are in a passionate relationship... Are you passionately relating or are you passionately resisting? Does the passion allow you to create collectively or does the passion actually create separation? Holy moly. <laughs> I love Melissa's comment. She says, we're a bunch of sadists and masochists. We actually kind of are in this weird, bizarre, wacky kind of way. We do go through all these different choices and these different emotions and these different processes. And none of them are wrong. So passion isn't wrong. And nothing that I'm saying today about passion or purpose is to make it wrong. It's really about just getting clarity. These are two words that we use so often to describe things that I notice, like it screams really loudly to me, that we're using words that 
are actually not creating in many cases, if not most cases, they're not creating what we're truly desiring to create. So does passion allow you to create in the way you actually desire to create and in the way that you are actually organically able to create? And that is a question I would very much invite you, and I am inviting you, to play with a little bit more. Like, go into that, lean into that, notice what you notice. We're going to take our first break, and I'm going to just let you breathe and see what shows up for you. See what you're becoming aware of. Again, it's not about making you wrong, it's just about inviting you to have awareness of more of you and opening the door to more of you being able to show up. And if passion is not letting that happen, then, hey, maybe we could shift some of that today. Hmm. All right, my friend. You're listening to Aligning Divine with myself, Keisha Clark. So grateful for you and your willingness to play. We are here on the Inspired Choices Network. We will be back in just a moment. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the next segment of Aligning Divine here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Keisha Clark. I'm so grateful you're coming to play today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're playing with passion traps and purpose pitfalls. So when we talk about passion traps, is there this trap that we're basically setting for ourselves with passion, with the use of the word passion and the way we're using the word Oftentimes, when we're trying to use the word to describe something that's actually quite joyful for us, and we're using the word passion, are we bringing 
or actually are we setting a trap of suffering? <laughs> wow. Setting a trap of suffering. How much have we bought into suffering as necessary for this human experience we're having? Or as, oh, it's just a part of the human experience. Like, you know, you have to go through it. Well, okay, it just so happens that suffering is a part of many of our lives for many of us. And for many of us, it's been a part of many of our lives over the eons, and so it's kind of something we might be familiar with. And being familiar with it, have we created a comfort zone with suffering or a level of comfort with suffering? And are we actually choosing to be in the suffering with some kind of hopefulness that we will get to the joy if we suffer enough. Ouch. Can you ever suffer enough? <laughs> There's quite a trap right there. What is enough suffering? How do we gauge that? <laughs> right? What the heck are we doing? What are we creating when we're choosing that? We're kind of creating suffering, really. And that could be this valiant thing. We might have made it that. That could be what we've identified as um, noble. <laughs> that might be what we think is going to make us wise. How is that working for you? If that's what you've been hoping for. If that's what you've been using suffering for. Consciously or unconsciously. Because so much of the time we're doing this without really bringing our conscious awareness to it. That's part of the reason that we're misusing the word, that we're bringing an energy that doesn't really contribute to the aligning of the energies. We're bringing a word that is bringing an energy that is more about something we really probably don't desire, <laughs> that suffering thing, having to endure so, yes, I mean, one of the things that comes to mind is, like, you know, the whole starving artist thing. You suffer for your craft, you know. When I was in college, I, <laughs> I remember um, there were some very interesting perspectives on um, being deserving, you know. So, of course, there's the whole audition process, which can be, you know, mortifying for people, and it can be sort of uh, ecstatic for others um, or anything in between. So often, uh, it was really intense. <laughs> um, and it's all about being judged, right? Now, it doesn't have to be about being judged in an awful way, because really, people are looking for who fulfills the energy of, of that role, who's going to play that role in a way that really works for them. It's their production, of course. They, it's not an awful thing to ask for somebody who's going to, fit the role, who's going to fill the role, who's going to portray it in the way that they're desiring it to be portrayed. And in some cases, they might come across people who blow the barriers or blow their perspectives um, off the charts with a completely different approach to that character or those characters than the producers or directors were even considering in the first place. So I, I'm kind of going on a sideline. However, when we talk about the starving artist, there's this 
sense of you have to suffer to get to this point that then you can make it. So there's a one of the ways that we look at enough suffering. Have we had enough suffering? Are we suffering enough? And again, I ask you, what is enough? <laughs> when do we meet the quota of suffering? And is that what you're really trying to do? Are you trying to meet the quota of suffering so you can actually then have your joy? However, if you're creating through suffering, are you creating joy? Are you opening the door to joy? Are you begging joy to show up? (laughs) And I'm laughing because there's just this really wackiness that, that we do this. We actually do this. We choose this. We are the most bizarre creatures on the planet (laughs) because we do this. We kind of like to do things backwards, you know, and that's okay. I mean, eventually, we, most of us, we kind of get a sense of maybe I want to try a different way to do this. (laughs) So are you ready to try a different way for you? If this whole passion piece, if you're becoming aware that, oh, wait a minute, you do have a sensing, you do have a perceiving that the word passion doesn't mean quite what you think it means. You know, one of my favorite lines. from uh, Princess Bride. (laughs) I do not think that means what you think it means. It's the way we're using it. Are we really using a word that's going to contribute to our creating from our joy? So I'm going to offer you some alternative words. (laughs) What if we went into uh, bliss? What if we were choosing our bliss? What if we were living our bliss? What if we were finding our bliss so that we could live it in the first place? Wouldn't that be fun? Couldn't that be fun? Are you willing to let that be fun? Is bliss something you're willing to let yourself have? What if we use the word joy, living our joy? You know, in this show, we're talking about having the joy of lining up with our essence and living it every day. Bringing that which we have previously decided was too woo-woo for the human realm, actually bringing it into the human realm for us, bringing it to our three-dimensional expression, our everyday life and living. Joy. The joy of having that connection to our awareness, to our capacities, to how energy organically works for us uniquely and distinctly and beautifully. There could be some joy in that, yes? We might find some serious joy in there, some awesome joy in there, some bliss maybe even. (laughs) Enthusiasm. Empowerment. Um, My happy place. My sweet spot. Being in my element. Now again, we just want to be in our awareness of how we're using this. I mean, we can use any word to trap ourselves. Passion is just one of those words that I hear us using a lot that I just perceive this energy of of trap. Passion traps. That's why that came up as passion traps. So purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. Oh my goodness, purpose. (laughs) I really, I kind of process myself on a regular basis around the word purpose, mainly because it has to do with what I'm hearing us use the word for. Finding our purpose, living our purpose. What is our purpose? Oh, my flippin' goodness. What is our purpose? Really? Do we have to have a purpose? That's what goes on for me. (laughs) Like, really? 
um, if you look across the, the horizon of your life, is there at any point a purpose for you that is a singular purpose? Purpose is one of those words that it just kind of makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> so, of course, I go to my favorite reference, the online etymology dictionary, and we just look here. Purpose, when it's used as a noun, as in finding my purpose. Holy moly. This just kind of makes some stuff come up in my throat there. Um, it's from around <laughs> the 1300s. And um, it's talking or it's referring to the energy of the word is around intention, aim, or goal. I know, just kind of be with that. Um, another form from the word proposer is to put forth, okay, or another version of that is to go forth to, just the word forth because of the the prefix um, pro. Uh, another aspect of, or another Translation of it, another energy of it is to put or to place. Now that's an interesting word. So you're getting again. There's there's this sense of of non-motion with this word with purpose. There's a sense of a closingness. There's a sense of a finiteness. Are you perceiving that? Does that even come up for you when we play with this word? To put forth, to place. Hmm. Yeah, intention, aim, goal. And goal is actually a closed ending. Okay? Intention. Intention is a very interesting thing. <laughs> And it's another one of those words that we kind of can get into some sticky territory with. However, what is the intention? A lot of people get kind of um, into that pitfall of, okay, what did I intend to do in coming here? And yes, a, a number of people say, what am I intended for when they're speaking in terms of the creator? What is the creator intending them for? And they're actually separating themselves from the creator. And in either case, really, doesn't matter how you're applying it, if you are looking at it as what are you intended for or what did you intend when you showed up here or in the, choos in the choosing to show up here, it's still, do you, do you, when you sit with that energy or just call that energy up, is that an open energy for you? Like, does that feel like space or does that feel like a line or maybe a narrow lane? Hmm. And for me, there's not a whole lot of mobility there in that word, in the energy of that word. You know, we make tools for purposes. So we make shovels to, to dig things, to break up the ground and move the earth. We make hammers to hammer nails in. <laughs> we make scissors to cut things. The purpose of those tools is really clear. And while many of you might be very creative in the way you can use different tools and make them, you know, work for different applications, <laughs> depending on where you are, because we, most of us have lived in the age of MacGyver, 
um, the TV series, uh, either rendition, <laughs> whichever one you've seen. Um, while many of us might be kind of good at that, um, we're not necessarily using the tool for its purpose. It really is created for a purpose. We make tools for purposes. <laughs> and it makes me laugh to say that. <laughs> so, are you a tool to be used for a purpose? I mean, yes, okay, metaphorically speaking, yes, I get it. We could say that, of course. And when you sit with the phrase, what is my purpose, what really occurs for you? What happens with the energy of that or in the energy of that, if you're willing to play with it that way? And again, if not, that is totally fine. This is really about opening up your awareness. If the energy isn't lining up with how you organically function and create, the longer you would try to apply purpose to you, the greater the possibility of, uh, let's just call it discord, is <laughs> going to keep showing up. The greater resistance you will likely start to be noticing, feeling, being at the effect of. So for you, does purpose really work? If you're a parent, is that the purpose you came here for? Yes, a lot of people love being a parent. Does that mean we're not going to let them out of the house? Like they can only live their life as a parent? <laughs> I don't think that that's how we play that game here. And I wouldn't want to play it that way. Um, do you get kind of uh, into the pitfall? We'll just use the word from our topic title. Is there a pitfall for you with purpose when it comes to your job? Is your purpose in your job the only thing you're allowed to, to do? Whatever's related to your purpose. That's where I had so much of a challenge in the corporate world. Are you naturally a multitasker? Like if you when you're an energetic creator, when you create from the, the energy and the space, when you are so much more aware of what's going on invisibly <laughs> It's not that you're not necessarily aware of what's going on visibly or physically. It's just that the invisible aspect is really, it's a really big piece for you. It's equally, if not more critical in the way you create. And so if we're talking about purpose and we're confining action to purpose because we've put a purpose on the role of you and the action that is allowed to fulfill that role or that purpose, is that kind of a short trip to crazy town for you? Because for me, it definitely is. It was. It has been. And that's part of why I play the way I play now in my life <laughs> and with my life. So, again, it's not about making purpose wrong. It's about looking at how are we using this. And if we're imprinting an energy onto our life onto our being, if we're bringing an imprint of energy of restriction into the energy of us, then where is the mobility? Where do we get to have that 
energetic range of motion. We talked about that just a little bit last week, that energetic range of motion, as well as the physical range of motion. How long could you go without stretching your body in different directions? Yeah. So what if we're using purpose in a way that is actually constricting us, that is actually taking possibility off the table, taking some many of our choices off the table, so to speak? And quite simply, what would we like to change with that now? And would we like to change it now? So what if we could find a different way to feel important, to feel like a contribution, to to know that we are contributing, to be contributing in a way that is actually adding to what contributes to us. It's opening us to receiving even more contribution as we're being a contribution because we're not having to function from constricted or limited or narrow path of possibility. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a little something we could play with maybe. And would you be willing to do that? Would you have any desire to do that? Yes. Yes, and wow, awesome. All right, now we're going to have a a couple of moments to just kind of let this percolate and permeate. And when we come back, I want to put some energies together for those of us who are not really adept in the use of the, or the application of passion and purpose method is really not, we, we know it's not the one that really works for us. Um, let's play with what is possible beyond the passion traps and the purpose pitfalls. Because <laughs> um, it's really not our business what anybody else chooses. We're just talking about, okay, what do we want to choose now? So what do you want to choose now? If you're aware that passion and purpose doesn't really do it for you, then how do you want to start to reframe this, relanguage this, replenish this in a way that allows for expansive energy for energy that can be in motion so that you can actually be creating in a way that works for you. How about that? I know, like totally foreign concept for many of us. Okay, so (laughs) we are here on the Inspired Choices Network. This is the Aligning Divine Radio Show. I am Keisha Clark, and we will be right back. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward and whichever direction you want to go to this next segment of Aligning Divine Radio Show. I'm Keisha Clark. I am your host and I'm so grateful for your willingness to play with shifting these energies. Um, and this is what I love that I get to play with. This is incredibly joyful for me, immensely joyful, um, exciting, um, empowering is I get to play with um, people. I say play. It's it's work because um, <laughs> it's I am a soul and body coach, um, and it really in the way that we get to do this, in the way that it is possible for us to to work this or work through these things, um, it can become more like play. Where we we can get to the point where we lead with our curiosity. We can lean into these things that um, have created mm, intensity and conflictual energies and yuckiness in our universe. And we can actually do it in a way and from a space that allows us to, to simply take the information that's there and make a different choice with it. Start to re-craft it <laughs> or repurpose <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing. And so this is um this is for me this is part of the joy that that this show invites me to every week and is inviting me to in every day of my life is as I'm getting to play with and share these topics with you. Um I'm getting to have my own experience and and contribution. This is such a contribution to my journey and my process. Um so I am available pretty much most of the time uh I'm pretty wide open in terms of schedule because I do work with people all over the planet um so if you would like to play more with this for you if you're finding that uh this is something that's kind of waving at you um I I invite you to check out my website I invite you to reach out to me you can email me directly with a question um there's not uh, really the only criteria that I have if you want to work with me is that you're willing <laughs> to shift your perspective and um, and start really acknowledging the you that you are and uh, and get beyond the stories that have been part of whatever has set in place this passion and purpose aspect 
that you might be trying to live, whether you're conscious of it or not. So willingness is really my number one criteria. And um, you can find out all about that. The link is on this replay page, so all you have to do is scroll down and click to visit my website so you can find more details on all of that. So let's bring all of this together today in our conversation of passion traps and purpose pitfalls. We really, I don't know about you, I'm not really interested in being in traps or falling into pits. And so um, what I would love for us to be able to do now is really start allowing this to shift, allowing ourselves to change it, um, getting out of hamster wheel H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> um, so what if we began to use the words that bring an energy that actually resonates with or vibrationally matches really how energy organically moves for us, okay? We know this is a vibrational reality we live in. We know that. And, yes, you get to choose if you want to acknowledge it or not. <laughs> and when we make that shift from being becoming the creator of our lives, or you could say co-creator of your life, as in co-creating with the universe, with your body, um it's very, it's a very different place to function from and to do that we are really being invited to to start being aware of where are we using energies or allowing energies that that don't match for us where are we defaulting into these different energetic patterns and behaviors and processes that don't offer us the mobility, the the possibility, the the space to play and create in the way that we really can. So it's like taking our lives when we're willing to come out of the passion traps and the purpose pitfalls. It's the difference between being, or we could say becoming, and being the creator of our life and living Versus waiting, wishing, hoping, praying, which for many of us is a form of begging, uh, that something or someone comes along to create our life or tell us, you know, like give us an answer to create our life. So what if we played with what is our bliss? What are those things and those places and those experiences that we have felt that connection, that oneness, that time organically suspends, and we find ourselves loving it. We find ourselves in that bliss, in that ecstaticness of our life, of our energy, of our living, of our being. Yes. <laughs> what if we start to play with that? Rather than what is your passion, rather than looking for your passion, which in the way we're playing with it today means we were looking for the places where we can suffer or we're looking for the things that we're willing to suffer for, what if we took suffering off the table? What if suffering no longer had to be an option and joy could replace that? So let's replace our suffering, whether we're 
getting the how you're choosing it consciously or unconsciously. Just be willing to replace your suffering with your joy or displace your suffering with your joy. So anywhere you've chosen from suffering or tried to create through suffering, what if we choose and create from and through joy? Let's give that a try, shall we? Are you willing to even give that a go? I truly hope so. I truly, sincerely hope so. Joy is way more funner. (laughs) And rather than purpose as a noun, like the job we came here for or the task we came here for, what if you're a multi-purpose being? (laughs) What if your life is multi-purpose? Okay? Could you have fun with that? And what if we shifted purpose into a verb tense? So what if you are proposing or designing your life? What if you could let yourself be an ever-creating proposal, which could be the invitation to creation, rather than having a purpose? Being a proposal, having a purpose. Being a proposal, having a purpose. Which one lands for you? Which one organically resonates more in a more fun way for you? Start noticing this is my invitation to you this week. Start noticing this and start actually conscientiously playing with shifting out of the use of those words and those energies and into the use of the energies that actually work for you. Every time you make that shift, you are changing the energy of your life. No matter how few seconds you give it, you're actually putting a signal out to the universe that says, I'm choosing different. So what could that be for you this week? Even if you chose it for five seconds between now and next Wednesday, (laughs) it's totally fine. (laughs) Just the willingness to play with it, my friends. So live your bliss, find your bliss, propose the greatness of you this week, as you are lining up with your essence and living it every day. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence and living it.